have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, now time for another episode of Unsigned and Independent with Kickoff Kevin. It's season two, episode 11. Kevin, what is her name? Jessica Rose. What What about her made you go, dang, I'm interested in her? I came across her on Instagram, saw her music, saw her perform a little bit, and I said I need to find out more about her. So Unsigned and Independent is a show Kevin does with artists who really have something cool about them. They just haven't been signed yet for whatever reason, and mostly they're funding everything themselves. Yes. So we do this show, so if you like their music, you can support them by listening to the music, going to live shows. Buying merch is a big deal. Uh, Jessica is moving back to Nashville next year. She doesn't live here now? Not full-time. So she works part-time, loves here? Yeah, she comes here in the fall, but still does a lot of stuff back at home in New Jersey. Dang. Yeah. Okay, so here she is. She talks about American Idol as a teenager. So she is in a relationship with one of her band members, too, which is odd. You're like the boss. Yes. That's It's like the Carly Pierce thing with her drummer. Like, she's his boss. Like, what's the power dynamic, really? That's that's what I was in. She's his boss. So that's not for this episode here, but (laughs) that's what's up. This is Jessica Rose, unsigned and independent. And you can follow Kevin on Instagram at kickoffkevin. Jessica, I noticed when you drove in here, you had Louisiana plates. Yeah, I'm not going to give out your your (laughs) license plate here, but you had Louisiana plates. But so where are you from? Because I read Jersey, I read Nashville, and now I see Louisiana. Oh my gosh. And so where is home? Or, yeah. Well, home is Nashville now, right? Yeah. Okay, but where where'd you grow up? So I grew up in New York originally, and then I became a Jersey girl. Um, right now, I'm not living, living in Nashville. I actually woke up today on a mattress on the floor at my friend's house. What? Yeah. Uh, I'm staying at his house, and he has a spare bedroom, so he gave me a mattress. That's what I'm sleeping on right now. Um, I am going to move back to Nashville in January. So right before COVID, I moved to Jersey, 
I was playing in Nashville and then I had no gigs left. So I was like, I guess this is time to now move back home. So when I was in Jersey, I was doing like Facebook lives and stuff for forever. It seemed like during COVID and I just never moved back to Nashville. So I always stay with friends when I'm here. And um, yeah, so the mattress life um, is not for me (laughs) anymore. So I'm definitely going to get a place to live here in January. So you are like the true definition of, you know, trying to make it. Mm -hmm. And how often are you coming to Nashville then? I usually spend the fall here. Oh, so okay. So it's a seasonal fall, thing. spring, last, last spring, me and my band got an Airbnb, like a lo- like a short-term rental. Mm-hmm. So we got an Airbnb for two months last spring, but I'm ready to move back. Because I, I spent all of like my early 20s living in Nashville, playing downtown, and I loved it. But then when COVID hit, I had no gigs, and I, I'm a full-time musician. So I had no choice but to move back home. And did you get any gigs? Obviously, everything was shut down, so maybe not any gigs. Mm-hmm. But were you able to provide for yourself back in Jersey in yeah, a different well, way or through music? I moved in with my family, right. so I didn't have any overhead for the most part. And I was doing live videos. I gained a good Facebook following doing that. And then once gigs started, I was playing on boats like people when COVID was happening um, and we were getting back into things. Like People would say, do you want to come play on my boat? It's outside. And you know, just trying to make ends meet. So I definitely had the luxury of living back home and not having like a mortgage or rent. So for me, that worked out. But now I'm a big girl, so I need my own place. (laughs) (laughs) But what do your parents think about that? Are they going to, I mean, are you living with them right now or no? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they're going to be upset or sad when you, when you got to go come in this winter, they kind of like, all right, it's time now you need to, you need to move on with your life here. They would want me to live with them until, you know, I'm 80 years old. But <laughs> I love that. Love that. <laughs> I'm a good roommate. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So I pretty much, I'm just, I'm so excited to get back to, to living in Nashville. I, so the Louisiana car is a rental car. Gotcha. And yeah, I, I moved here to Nashville in 2013 and I went to Belmont University my last two years. Okay. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then I just started playing downtown which everyone advised me not to do. And I said, I moved to Nashville because I want to do music. So did you go to Belmont as a musician or as like an engineer or producer? I studied music business. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not as like a songwriter. I just, you know, me being naive, I'm like, you can't teach how to write a song. I Mm. mean, those classes definitely would have helped. Yeah. They um, have actual classes like that. Yeah. Have you ever taken anything like that? I've done like retreats, songwriting retreats and um, kind of like I'm going to be doing a lot of that in the fall. Because how does that like, because to me, I've never written a song. I would love to write a song one day. That'd be, I, I just think yeah. it'd be fun. I've said it on here before that I would like to be part of like a, a writer's round, like a room, just mm-hmm. just to sit there and watch how a song comes about because I've never seen it. You just mm-hmm. see the end product and I know there's so much work that goes into oh it, right? Oh my gosh. So I can't imagine, so say you say a writer's retreat or even this... Um, taking a class like what are they are they teaching you like when you say how to write a song what does that really mean yeah i mean i've done stuff with nsai so they have like a songwriting camp and you could go and hit songwriters will come in and talk about their experiences but i feel like it's either in you or it's not that's how i feel that's how i feel too because i'm like i've never Mm -hmm. written one and I don't feel like it's really, maybe yeah. it is, I guess. I don't know. You never know until you try, but that just seems like it's such a personal thing almost. Mm-hmm. 
where it's like teaching somebody to do that. And I guess obviously it works at Belmont, but it just right. seems like something that would just be so like individualized. Each person would be so different. It'd be hard right. to teach a class about that. Yeah, I think that would be very hard. I, right. I write songs about my life and about my friends' lives. So right. you can't, you have to go out there and just live your life and then a song will do you, happen. Do you like writing songs more or performing I I like performing more, mm. and that was like the biggest thing for when I moved to town. I just wanted to perform, and I was playing like eight hour days downtown. Totally burnt myself out. Um, but I leave there with a couple hundred bucks, and I'm like, wow, like I did it. You know, I played downtown, and I'm making money. But I've come to realize that it's all about the songs, all about the original music. So. It took me a while to learn that, but now I, now I know. I just have to write music, keep my head down, and write, write, write. And, you know, eventually things will happen. When you say it's all about the original music, are you saying, like, if you want to really make something mm-hmm. out of yourself or mm-hmm. you and your band, then you got to write your own songs, perform yeah. your own songs, and it's got to be, it's got to catch on? Is that what you mean by that? Yeah. So you can only play so many cover songs before mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I need to start doing my own thing? That's what I've come to learn. I think... You know, from I, I moved here in 2013, so from what I've learned throughout the years, it all starts with the song, and I didn't believe it at first, but now I know, you know, if you if you post an original song or someone hears it and they connect with it, if it goes viral, um, I think that's that's what it's about, a song that connects with people. Do you remember the first song you ever wrote? Mm-hmm. What was it called? Um, all I Ever Wanted, and I actually sang it on national television what oh my yeah <laughs> like a contest or something uh, i sang it on american idol nice oh my gosh i was 17 and it was a crazy season it was when like Nicki minaj was on keith urban was on too really and um they said do you have any original music i don't know why they asked me that and i said yeah i do meanwhile it was just half of a song so like i didn't really have an actual song but it was like oh i ever wanted yeah it was like such a corny tune and i didn't make it through <laughs> oh have you ever seen that song what, did you ever sing it again like in front of an audience or no, no. or did that song no. kind of go it away as soon like, as you scarred were done with me. It? really <laughs> oh that sucks no it's cute but i realized okay i, I really gotta like work on my craft and and i didn't know this is what i wanted to do until I got told no on national television and cried. <laughs> wow. And how long after that did you move to Nashville? Three years later. Okay. Yeah. And you're, so you're in Nashville for a little while, moved back, and now you're trying to move back. But you've been I, I was on your Instagram, mm-hmm. and every video where you're playing, it seems like you're playing somewhere different, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's in a basement somewhere or outdoors yeah. somewhere or every stage, every setting is yeah. different, which is how it's supposed to be for an artist. What is that road life for you? Are you constantly on the road other than just going from Jersey to Nashville? Yeah. Are you constantly performing in different places and trying to find these gigs on your own as an independent artist? Yeah. So I do all my booking, like everything myself. So I just placed a merch order. I designed my merch. I'm writing my songs. I'm like trying to produce and I'm booking, so it's a it's a lot of computer work, which I thought like being a songwriter and artist that'd be fun, right. and like I'm just like on my laptop for hours a day, just trying to get opportunities or, you know, just mapping out a tour. So, yeah, I, I I've been on the road a lot, and 
I've been trying to play more festivals, which is really cool. So I've been in my Nissan Rogue. It has a lot of miles on it. <laughs> there you go. There you yeah. go. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Is it you? You have a band. Mm-hmm. You have a full band, right? How many yes. members? There's four of us. Okay. So you talk about this booking and, and everything. Is it everybody kind of has their own role? Yeah. I mean, not. they try to help for sure. Okay. They're always willing to help, like, my bass player is producing a lot now, um, and everyone's trying to help. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm doing everything because it's my name. So it's not like Jessica Rose band. It's Jessica Rose. So mm-hmm. I'm mapping everything out. But they're definitely always willing to help. How did you and your band form out here in Nashville? Or We actually all met in Jersey and New York. I met my guitarist actually at the guitar shop that I took my first lessons at. Mm-hmm. Um, and he became my guitarist years later. And then this last year I met my drummer, my bass player. So we met in Jersey. We instantly became like best friends, homies. And now, yeah, they're coming to Nashville and we're going to do this thing. So they're not here right now. No. Okay. Where's your guys next stop after this or from here at the end of the year? We're doing a few Jersey shows and playing a few writers rounds here. Um, and then next year we're going to be doing Old Red in okay. downtown. We're playing Old Red. We're playing there in a few weeks. Um, they've been super cool because Old Red has a few locations and they're connected with the Opry. So I've known them for a few years. And yeah, so. 
And you have a, a significant relationship with somebody, a member of your band, right? Yeah. Can we talk about that? Yeah, or sure. No? Okay, okay. <laughs> so I'll let you, the floor is yours, and I'll let you uh, ex- explain um, yeah. your relationship with... Yeah. Continue. No, I actually, I met one of my band members last year, and she came to a gig of mine, and she didn't know who she was coming to see because she was going to see her bass player friend. So... She was at my gig, and then after my show, I went to another bar, and she was playing at that bar, and she plays the drums. And I was like, damn, like, I really need a drummer. So I started talking with her, and we hit it off, and, like, didn't know that we were going to be together together, but we were talking about music and spending hours together, and, like, every day we'd meet up, have coffee, talk music, and then we ended up dating. So now... I'm a girl that dates her drummer. <laughs> I'm one of those. <laughs> or is it the drummer dating the lead singer That's in the true. band? You know what I mean? It could go either way here. Yeah, yeah. What's that dynamic like? Because I've had a married couple on here. I've had, you know, siblings that are in the same band on mm-hmm. here. Uh, so I'm always just so interested in what that dynamic is like dating somebody that's in your band because you spend so much time together. Mm-hmm. You go through the bad the good, like it's it's hard enough to work with somebody no matter what you do that you're dating or married to. Yeah. And then when you're part of a band, like you are really intimate. You're not doing separate stuff. You're doing everything together. Right. So what's that dynamic like for you guys? Yeah, it's it's crazy because we really jumped into things being in a band. You're like, you're like fam, you're family when you're in a band. So we, you know, would spend all of our time together. That's all we do because I'm either doing music or I'm with her. So um, jumping into that was definitely, it was easy, but there were hard times like with things that we agreed on and d- didn't agree on. But for the most part, she's very supportive. I'm supportive of her. And we both know that we have this higher dream and we could do it together. So that definitely, you know, makes it a lot easier to have that companion while you're going after this almost impossible dream. And what would that dream be for you? Or you and your band? Do you have yeah. an ultimate goal? Do you have like a a bar where you're like, hey, if we play here, if we do this, or if we sign mm-hmm. here, then that means we made it. Yeah. Do you have that goal in mind? I absolutely do. And I've always wondered, this is why I love this podcast, because I've always wondered and like was looking for answers all the time. And just like listening and, and meeting people and figuring out what I want to do. Um I just didn't know what I wanted for a long time. And now I really know I'm like, I've always wanted to be the front man playing festivals, going on tour, playing stadiums and playing my original music because it's, it's a little different, um, but it fits into country and it, you know, I'm, I'm just a little different. I'm not the typical country girl. I'm, what do you mean by that? Because I'm, I like girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm a gay female country artist. And for the longest time, I've never felt like I fit in or I belonged. And when I lived here full time, I just didn't have that um, reassurance in my own self. So now I finally, like I came out on social media and I just want to own it. And I used to write songs in rooms with guys and I'd, I'd be singing about a boy and like, I just knew it wasn't right, and I knew that I didn't want the world to hear that, so I was never proud of my music. And now that I'm finally have my own platform, I'm able to be myself. And how long ago was that? 
Um, it was about two years ago that I came out. So, so you spent the vast majority <laughs> yeah. of your obviously your life, but even just your music career yeah. of trying to be somebody that you're not. Yeah, and exactly. Do you feel like that was that reflected in your music? Yeah, it reflected in everything. I I wasn't happy. I couldn't be myself. So how am I going to get on stage and let people think or believe in my music when I don't even do that? So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm over the moon with the music that I have ready to come out and record. So um, it's just, it's definitely been a, a struggle for sure. What are some of the struggles that you've dealt with since, say, coming out? Have, do you feel like because of that, you may hit some some roadblocks, if you will? Yeah, you know what? Like, I've had meetings and I've like paid for mentorships and stuff like that. And like, people told me who I should be, what I should wear, what I should do. And now, especially in this day and age, I feel like you could do anything you freaking want. Yeah. Anything at all. Like, if you want to jump on a pogo stick on TikTok and sing about <laughs> girls, I don't know. Like, that's the most ridiculous thing idea. ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to get creative. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just I feel like I could do whatever I want and and honestly coming out on social media was huge because it's like all right, it's out there in the world. Now I can't go back and I could be proud of who I am. So, I just I'm really happy that I did that. I don't know why for my entire life I didn't want to. I mean, part of it was cuz my parents are not okay with it. Now they are mm-hmm. and they're the most supportive parents in the entire world, especially with music. But for a long time, they didn't support my relationship, my, you know. Did you come out to them before you ever came out to the world? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How long and, before? Oh, my gosh. Like eight years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So. So they knew for mm-hmm. eight years. Yeah. Mm, oh wow. Yeah, because they weren't okay with it. And, you know, now that the world knows, like, you can't, go, you can't take that back. And uh, it was really, really hard. Um, but now they're totally cool with it. Like. Coolest parents. How long did that take them to kind of adjust to it and accept it? Probably, I mean, nine or ten years. Like, oh wow, yeah, okay, yeah. So you did you ever feel like you were kind of out there on your on your own? I mean, both musically and personally as well. So that yeah. had to be a, a compile onto everything just to make this struggle even harder. Yeah, it, it was weird because I knew how much my parents loved me, um, but I knew how they weren't okay with that. And I think it was more of like, you know, our daughter is, is gay. Like they didn't want to want people to know. So now that everyone does <laughs> and, and everyone's like, we're so proud of like your daughter and who she is and that she's following her dreams. And I have an older brother and he, he tells me all the time. He's like, most people don't follow their dreams and you are. And that takes a lot. And you're fighting a whole nother obstacle like mm-hmm. you're not just following your dreams of playing music you're also having to battle this you know being gay in the industry or yeah battling just coming out so i do appreciate you telling that and thanks sharing this that. is like the first major podcast or even anywhere that i'm talking about this cause... that's awesome that's <laughs> awesome thank you i i do appreciate you talking yeah. about it. i mean i know that can't be easy especially only a couple years in and mm-hmm. something you battled for so long so yeah. i do appreciate you sharing that no problem. What are some other struggles that you've dealt with outside of, you know, being gay in the industry? Just trying to make it in in music in general. Yeah. What do you think has been some of the biggest obstacles for you to get to where you ultimately want to be? Yeah, I think, well, for me, I know I've learned that, like, knowing people is great and 
just making those relationships. So I'm excited. I've been playing some bigger shows and meeting some bigger artists and, and their, you know, their team and getting to know people. Um, I think being that shy little girl and not being myself was the biggest struggle for me. So other than that, now that I could be myself and people like I get, I'm a good hang. (laughs) (laughs) People like to hang out with me and we have fun. So I feel like just getting to know myself better and getting to know other people better was my biggest setback. Do you have an influence out here that somebody really helps you get through Uh, some stuff or whether it's songwriting or just, you know, personally, professionally? Yeah. I mean, I have a a good group of friends here. Honestly, the gay community in Nashville, (laughs) like going to lipstick lounge and playing songs about girls is really cool. Um, I, I definitely have plans to release songs that like say, her in it but mm-hmm. right now i'm just focusing on like i have some fun songs that i'm gonna release that are like totally country rock and i'm really influenced by carrie underwood too okay. um because she has that like she had this album that is really rocky and like awesome drums so we'll have to get my girl on the drums for that <laughs> all right you have a time period for that or is that next year sometime yeah okay. so i want to be living here in nashville and release gotcha. that stuff but i'm gonna i'm gonna release at least one more single for the fall and it's just like a, a drinking song. It's going to be, I like to drink and party too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're in the right city, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you, what are you telling yourself then? Cause I sometimes will ask like, you know, what, what if you've been here for eight years, say, mm-hmm. what would you tell yourself eight years ago that you don't know now? And for you, it's, you were here years ago and mm-hmm. now you're coming back and what's, because obviously your mindset's different in, yeah. in every single way. Mm-hmm. What are you telling yourself as you come back to Nashville full-time? And yeah. what's your mindset different compared to the first time? Yeah. Um, so coming back here, I'm just going to focus mostly on songwriting. And the money will come. I, I was here. I was doing Broadway. I was bartending. I was focused on like paying bills and making money. And now I'm just like, I just want to write the best songs and the money will come. I do believe that. You just believe in doing what you should be doing and yeah. everything else will, will come with yeah, it. Yeah, writing songs, going out, supporting other friends and just like I went out last night. I haven't seen people in a while and everyone was just so happy to see me and I, I've definitely made an impact with some friend groups and I think that just focusing on songwriting is going to be my biggest thing. Are you in hopes of like a publishing deal? Yeah, that's my goal. Okay. I think I came here without a goal. And <laughs> and like I had so many friends that weren't in the industry and that's cool. But um, I just want to aim for that publishing deal. Is is there any way you can just summarize real quick somebody? Because I didn't really know this is when I first moved. The difference between say a label or a deal and a publishing deal? Yeah, I mean a publishing deal is just you go in and writing songs and they're going to own your publishing and get you co-writes. Uh, a record deal is the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. So I don't think I need that because I'm doing a lot of stuff on my own and they really take a lot from a record deal. So the publishing deal will, will be kind of like the first step. And then record labels like kind of do your distribution and, mm-hmm. and get your songs on radio and management and everything. So I think a publishing deal would be my best bet. How uh, how much does social media help you? Well, that's why I'm here right I now. Know, I know, <laughs> I know. I mean, if you're listening yeah. to this, it, it really is. Jessica yeah. reached out to me and 
this is where we are. It was months ago. And, yeah. you know, I said, hey, just be patient with me. And thank, uh-huh. thank God you were. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Um, and, and this is why we're here. So right. outside of just this podcast, so I mean, it's such a good, great way for you to distribute your music, mm-hmm. right? And and your songs, the way that you want yeah. them to be heard and you want them to be sung. And So for you, do you use it as your major tool to outsource your music? Yeah, that's another huge thing that I want to do. Like, so I'm going to get my own house and... um. I'm going to have like a cute little room and have people over kind of like this, write a song and then do like a little interview and post it on social media. And I think that'll give other artists exposure and like we'll do things together. Um, I was never one to like go out to a meal and then post a picture of like my tacos and margarita <laughs> on Instagram. But yeah. like that's kind of what it's about going places and like really putting your original music on social media for sure. Yeah. And you get a lot of good feedback, yeah. good and bad, I'm sure. Yeah. Right. You got to have the bad, of course, because people I have know. nothing better to do. Out I know. There. I Like now I'm posting funny videos and being myself. So um, I'm going to do that with my music. That's the hardest part, I think, about social media, whether mm-hmm. it's for your job or just in general, even with myself, like, I'll, you know, I'll take a video or something and I'm like, oh, I just, you're just such a hard critic on yourself. Yeah. You think you look stupid or you're acting stupid. And you're like, yeah, but at the same time, like, dude, this is just who you are. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Who really cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I can't even imagine music, what that, like, that burden may have on you. Like, what if this song, like, everybody hates right. this song or hates these lyrics or right. whatever. So it could be a great thing and a bad thing. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, Elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Tacovas is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. Regular live music and events, there is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. 
I do want to talk about some of your music here. We'll talk yeah. about um, Burn first. It's your latest single? Latest single, latest yeah. Latest single here. I'll play a little clip and we'll talk about it real quick. All right, what's the story behind What Are You Letting Burn? Uh, well, I wrote this with one of my friends, and it's about being with someone that's not good for you. We've but, all been there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but you do it anyway because you're stupid <laughs> and just you kind of like it. Like you're you're with somebody, maybe they don't treat you right, or and then you just stick with them because you like the feel of it, you're comfortable with them, and yeah, it, it hurts, but... It kind of feels good. <laughs> was this written about somebody for you personally? Um, or more of like, a, we've all been there, but maybe not somebody specific. Re- honestly, it was my friend who was like, I, I feel like I've been in pretty good relationships in my past. And people, if someone's not going to be good to me, then I'm not going to stick with them. Hmm. Um, but that was the opposite for her. She was with this person that wasn't good for her. And uh, yeah, we kind of just... Is she in music as well or did... Yeah, she's a songwriter. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's uh, Whiskey Nose and we'll play this real quick. It does know, good and bad. This is the story of my life. (laughs) This is it? Only the Whiskey Nose? Yeah, for a very long time. I, even now, if you want the honest truth, which I'll give it to you, but especially after I'm drinking. <laughs> You're the uh, drunk truth tell- teller? Yeah. Yeah. I think everyone is. Oh, yeah, for sure. That, that, what's that old saying where they say um, the truth comes out when you're drinking or, or mm-hmm. something like that, whatever yeah. it is. Now, is that, a, is, <laughs> is that ever a really bad thing for you? <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't. I haven't been on the other end of it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, it's not, it's not a bad thing. Okay. Are you a big whiskey girl then? Obviously you like whiskey. I've loved whiskey until I released this song and people are constantly taking shots with me and buying me bottles uh, of whiskey. So now I've switched to uh, tequila. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, before you switch, what was your go-to? I love honey jack on the rocks wow. or shot, just shots of honey jack. Um, but I drank so much of it after releasing this song. Because really? everyone just buying you shots left yeah. and right and I'll playing still, the song? Yeah, I'll still do Honey Jack anytime. Okay, well, but. if we ever, you know, see each other at a bar yeah. or go to a show or something like that, I will buy you a shot okay. of whiskey. Okay, awesome. So you have to take at least one more in your life, and we'll take it for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, please. Well, we'll close out with this. Do you have anything else coming up, say, uh, the end of this year, beginning of next year? I know you're moving yeah. back to Nashville. Yeah, but, the big move. Um, anything else you want to kind of throw out there? Maybe some new music coming at all or anything? Yeah. Oh my God, I'm going to tease this song because I have this song coming out. It's called TGIF It. Okay. <laughs> so I wrote it for people that just love living on the weekend and not caring about anything until we need a Monday. party sometime, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we really, when you move back here, we need to get together. We need to go out one That night. sounds good. Um, you can go to her website, realjessicarose.com. Stay up to date with everything, all your tour yeah. dates and everything, all your information's yeah. on there. Go follow her social media, Real Jessica Rose. Check her out, music, stream her. I really appreciate you coming in here, telling your story. This is awesome. And looking forward to you getting back out here in Nashville permanently. I can't wait. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Love this episode of the Bobby cast. Subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, have you ever used cheapo air for years? And I really like it. 
With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between, like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.